Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. So good to be on today. Uh, just, you know, praising the Lord. It's a beautiful day. It's up to 12 degrees today. I feel like it's a heat wave. <laughs> anyway, for the weather that we've had here, it's been uber chilly. And I'm sure with wind chills, it's going to get a little bit lower than that. But we are uh, eventually climbing out of the deep freeze here. Much of the United States um, from the central portion east um, has been in the deep freeze in snow and rain and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So I do want to talk to you guys a little bit about a couple articles today. And if you guys don't go to olivetreeviews.org, uh, you can go there and find out all kinds of good information. Jan Markell um, has a great RSS feed page, so she's got a lot of good stuff on there. And we'll talk about one of her articles today. But one thing I did uh, want to touch on. So the IRS expects us to report $600 transactions after our Senate just passed a $1.7 trillion bill without even reading it. But, you know, anything we do on Venmo or PayPal, the 600, oh man, you better, you better report that. You've got to report that. But, you know, here we go. $1.7 trillion. So you see how everything is not quite right. And you know, I'm just going to say God is God of justice. God is, um, uh, what do I always say? God don't like ugly. And there's a lot of ugliness going on in the world today. And I'm sure it hits home. Uh, close to a lot of you folks but we do live in the end days and this one greed and everything and control and everybody wants you know all this stuff and we can tell that these are the days um that we're living in the bible told us these days would come and jesus even said it's gonna wax worse and worse until he comes and takes us home and so anyway we see these things we expect these things <clears throat> and I always go by exodus fourteen fourteen, and it says god says to be silent and he will fight for you. Be still, and God will fight for you. Today, I did want to break out um, Galatians 4, uh, verse 4. So this is a good thing. I thought we could read this morning to start off. So it says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of of sons and because ye are sons god has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying abba father and i think the really sweet thing in abba father in hebrew means daddy means daddy father isn't that amazing oh so sweet so sweet i just love our heavenly father but anyway it goes on uh, verse 7 says wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son and if a son then an heir of God through Christ. So, take that with you today in your hearts. And, um, you know, I, I, I follow a guy. He's here actually in Amarillo, Texas. But his name is Kim Barlow, B-A-R-L-O-W. And he's got a wonderful book on Amazon of how he overcame drug addiction. And uh, he serves the Lord every day now. And he, uh, if you do, you can find him on Facebook. And um, he does a... Uh, a devotional like every day and I absolutely love him and today that was his scripture for his devotional I thought I would share that with you guys today because I thought it's true we have been adopted and you know amazingly uh, I want to throw this up here too so I visited with a man um, oh a few days ago and he had PTSD and anxiety extremely bad and this is mannerisms and this type of thing and anyway we got to talking and uh, you know he 
he was diagnosed with cancer. He's got a tumor. And so he wanted to go to the coast and just see the coast of Texas. And so he wanted to go, you know, to see it. And that's what he wanted to do. And so he got in his car and he drove down out of Corpus Christi. And um, anyway, a gentleman uh, hit him. He was going through an intersection. And um, the person was going at a high speed and hit him and totaled his car and all kinds of terrible things. And he made his living with his car. Uh, His name is Sean, if you guys want to pray for him. Um, he made his living. He did DoorDash and these kind of things. Because, you know, extreme PTSD is really hard for somebody to hold down a regular full-time job. And so DoorDash and these things help these folks, right? And he, you know, was doing really good. I mean, he paid for his car. He was doing this. He still owes on his car. When the guy ran the red light and hit him. Or not ran the red light. He went through the intersection and hit this guy. And um, so when the police came, uh, the police happened to know the guy that hit him. And so... Um, they're all buddy, buddy. And they said, oh, the officer wrote it up saying the guy was going 20 miles an hour. I saw pictures of his car. There's no way on God's green earth that guy was only going 20 miles an hour when he hit him. It was complete destruction. It was completely totaled. I mean, totaled. And um, so anyway, his car is totaled. Now he doesn't have a vehicle and he has no way to make a living. And he's diagnosed with cancer with this tumor and all he wanted to do was just go and, you know, see the see the coast and stuff before, you know, he got too sick and he couldn't do it anymore. And his way of making a living was DoorDash and these kind of things like that. And so um, Uber Eats and, you know, that kind of thing. And so not only did this guy lie and cheat him and cheat the insurance company and get him the ticket and all this other stuff, but he took away this guy's way to make a living and just think, so I was talking to him, and he, he does, he has PTSD really bad. And he said, you know, the thing is that people don't look at me like a human. They, you know, they look at me like I'm homeless, or they look at me like I'm a drug addict or whatever because of my mannerisms. Because, you know, he had been in a really bad accident before. And so, you know, he does have these mannerisms. But he goes, the way I dress, and, you know, they just think I'm homeless. And he goes, and all my clothes were in my car. And he goes, I couldn't take everything with me. You know, now I'm trying to take, I mean, he's having to take a bus back home. And um, he has no way to provide for himself because this guy totaled his car. And so anyway, if you guys would keep Sean in your prayers, um, I think the the bus was taking him to Colorado, Colorado Springs. I do believe in Colorado. So if you guys are in Colorado, whatever, and you see a gentleman. Anyway, his name is Sean. And I talked to him a little bit. And he's Jewish. He's absolutely Jewish. And so he's a Messianic Jew. Which means he believes that Jesus is the Messiah. And I told him, I said, oh my gosh, you guys are special. You're, like the, you're the apple of God's eyes. He's actually, you know, you're, oh. Then he goes, no, we all are. He goes, we all are if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And, the, you know, he so, talked to me about, like, the Torah. And he was telling me about, like, the pomegranate seed. Like, I didn't know that. That the pomegranate has, like, 613 seeds. He goes, not the one that's been, you know, tampered with and, you know, all this stuff with genetically engineering or whatever. But he goes, the, you know, the one that God made, 613 seeds in the pomegranate. There are 613 laws in the Torah. And I was like, what? So, anyway, it was a really good conversation. And he used to actually teach, um, uh, like, the, uh, like, um, like a rabbi. He would go in and teach the, the the, of course, he can't now with um, with the PTSD so bad. But um, if you guys would keep him in your prayers and just pray that the Lord would give him peace and just calmness. 
and uh, provide for him. I sure would appreciate that. I learned a lot from him and when he started talking about God. I mean, his, you know, his mannerisms kind of slowed down a little bit and he was able to focus and, you know, still try to, you know, it's really neat. But anyway, if you guys would pray for him and if anybody lives in Colorado Springs and the Lord leads you to this man, Sean, um, I pray that you would bless him. Anyway, guys, with that, let's jump into some articles, shall we? Um, let me pull this up. There's two that I want to talk to you guys about. And uh, they're both actually in HarvardJewishDaily.com. One is from Jim Markell. And she wrote the article on December the 8th of 2022. Why many churches today can never understand the times. We will talk about that. And another by David Furiazzo. Kind of touched on yesterday. But it's an agenda to eradicate Christmas. Question mark. Uh, the purposeful dismantling of Christian influence in the public square. So let's talk about these two articles today. We're going to start with David's article. So, uh, and he wrote this on December the 20th of 2022. So it's under the Berean Review, if you ever want to do that. If you can go to um, Harbinger's Daily and you can click on uh, the Berean Review, that's, boy, you're going to learn a lot right there. It's got all kinds of good stuff. Mm. As you can tell, my voice is not quite back to where it was. Hopefully it's getting there, though. <clears throat> so I have to keep drinking my coffee um, during this. So I'm sorry. So anyway, it comes as no surprise there has been a nearly universal change in public expression of religious speech when it comes to something as simple as wishing fellow Americans a Merry Christmas. The most common thing we hear these days is the politically correct happy holidays, of course. Somebody tells me that. I said, oh, happy holy days to you, too. <laughs> what I tell them. But anyway, going on. Uh, this took decades of programming. But does it really matter what we say when it comes to what we believe or celebrate? Have you ever thought about this? Or have you just gone along with it? I'm just going to interject here. I don't never have. Whenever they tell me that, I say, well, Merry Christmas. Anyway, moving right along. Anyway, so just like they did in Europe, they left in America once the silence the church and created a completely secular society. Sadly, many Christians may not realize that the enemies of God are more committed to furthering their ideas than believers are to the gospel. And that the truth. So if we don't stay silent, the left prefers we stay behind closed doors. The activist mob has worked tirelessly to make the Christmas greeting of things of the past. Government, public schools, and corporations, for example, have long recommended using phrases such as holidays or saying winter break in place of Christmas break. But the truth is that the hinge of history rests on the door of a stable in Bethlehem. One excuse we often hear for not mentioning the birth of Jesus is not everyone celebrates Christmas. Obviously, not everyone celebrates homosexuality or Pride Month either, but that doesn't stop them, I'm going to say, from shoving it down our throats. Moving right along. Anyway, think about the double standards. Humanists and progressives have interjected repulsive sexual ideas and LGBTQ ideology into practically every aspect of public school curriculum and culture. And yet, they claim to have a problem with saying the name of a federal holiday out loud. Hollywood, Democrats, and those in charge of social media and the entertainment industry have also done their part. And he says, what does he mean? And he says, in just four hours of television viewing last week, he says, I took out my notepad and jotted down quotes and slogans from various TV commercials on different channels. And he said, here's a partial list of what he heard. Quote, this holiday season's greetings, holiday sale, the great holiday bake-off just in time for the holidays, get festive, the holidays are here, home for the holidays, your holiday shopping, all in one place, experience the magic of Winterfest. <laughs> 
The holidays start with you. Save on thousands of gifts for everyone on your list, all decorated for the holiday season. Looking for the perfect present? Epic holiday deals. Tis the season. We have a gift card for everyone on your list. It's a special or it's a holiday spectacular. It's the most wonderful time of the year this holiday. Unquote. Then he says, they don't call it programming for nothing. We're witnessing the decades-long whitewashing of true meaning of Christmas and the purposeful dismantling of Christian influence in the public square. He goes on to say, this isn't merely neutrality towards religion. It is clearly hostility towards the only living God, Jesus Christ. Surveys indicate the majority of people do not oppose mentions of Christmas, public displays, or expressions of biblical history. Plus... It's protected by the First Amendment, people. Author and conservative radio talk show host Dennis Prager says opponents of Merry Christmas know exactly what they are doing. They are disingenuous when they dismiss those who warn about a war on Christianity. And Prager states, and I quote, he says, I am not a Christian. I am not a Christian. I am a Jew. Christmas is therefore no more a religious holy day for me than Ramadan. But I am an American and Christmas is a national holiday of my country. It is therefore my holiday, though not my holy day, as much as it is for my fellow Americans who are Christians, unquote. So, he goes on to say, lest you think I'm majoring in the minors, that it's just more inclusive to give a general holiday greetings, or the left poses no real threat to our religious freedoms, evidence of hostility to the Christian worldview is increasing. He goes, in the past five years, the Family Research Council analyzed a significant increase of violence and threats against Christian churches and pro-life centers in the U.S. In the last four years alone, there have been more than 420 acts of hostility against U.S. churches, including arson, vandalism, death threats, gun-related incidents, and more. Still not convinced? He says, check out his article from a few months ago exposing the Biden Justice Department for turning a blind eye to pro-abortion terrorisms. That happened, folks, and is happening. Democrats refused to arrest a single arsonist or vandal in the more than 100 documented cases across the country where pro-life pregnancy centers and churches have been attacked, vandalized, or firebombed. These demonic forces show no signs of slowing down. Say Merry Christmas anyway. Jesus warned that godless people would hate believers who follow him, and we're seeing more open hatred toward people of faith today. But I want to remind you of the good news. The true story hasn't ended, and there's still time to be saved. The Word became flesh, and Christ radically transformed human history. And Pastor John MacArthur puts it this way, quote, If we could condense all the truth of Christmas into only three words— Though are these would be the words God with us. We tend to focus our attention at Christmas on the infancy of Christ. The greater truth of the holiday is his deity. More astonishing than a baby in the manger is the truth that his promised baby is the omnipotent creator of the heavens and the earth. Woo! Jesus is our Emmanuel. The Bible is true, he is returning soon, and Christ always will be the reason for the season amen amen folks don't let them run you over i remember several years ago i used to manage um a banking center and i remember you know they did the happy holidays and you know people would always come in and say oh happy holidays or you know blah 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 and i would always return and say merry christmas or 
Like they would ask me, oh, well, happy holidays. And I'd always ask ask them, well, what holidays are you referring to? Because when I would say Merry Christmas, they would say, oh, well, happy holidays. And I'm like, well, what holidays are you referring to? They never had an answer. So if you're not a Christian, what holiday are you referring to? And you say happy holidays. That always gets me to wonder that. Ask them that sometimes. You know, and they'll probably tell you, and of course, if you're talking to the Wicca people or whatever, they're like, oh, it's winter solstice and all this uh, demonic stuff. That's another thing I wanted to throw up here. When they say, um, when you put a Christmas tree up, oh, that's witchcraft and that's, you know, your blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, I look at it this way. I celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. That's my celebration. And the Lord knows what I celebrate. And so when I celebrate Christmas, that's what I'm celebrating. Everybody knows Jesus was not born on December 25th, whatever. But that's the day we choose to celebrate. We all know that. And so it really irks me when we have these. And that's Satan just dividing the brethren. That's all he does. That's what he's out there doing. Um, he is dividing the brethren. So whether you celebrate Christmas or you don't, we should all be celebrating that God became a man. He was all God and all man. But he came uh, to save us. So that's what we should all be celebrating. But anyway, they got to throw all this up there, right? So here, here's J. Markell's article from December the 8th. And it is why many churches today can never understand the times. And this is under deceptions and apostasy at harbingersdaily.com. And you guys can go and check that out. Um, you can, Harbingers Daily has a lot of information and a lot of great articles. So we're going to move right along here. So it says, this is written by Jan Markell. You guys know I really um, uh, like everything, mo most everything that she said. I don't say I agree 100% with her. I don't agree with 100% with anybody. I don't think any of us agree 100%, right? Uh, but we are. She has a great, great wealth of uh, information and resources. Um, she's got a radio program. I started listening to her radio program back in 2005 or 2006. And I've been listening ever since. And so anyway, you can go to her website at olivetreeviews.org or catch her on the radio. Uh, you can also catch all of her archives radio. And she's also on Rumble and um, YouTube. So if you're like me and you're visual, you can watch YouTube where she does a radio program and um, her guests and stuff. And so they'll actually have, you know, video of what's going on. So anyway. Let's jump into it. So she says, I previously did a Facebook YouTube live presentation with my colleagues, Amir Safadi and Pastor Barry Stagner. And it was titled, Doctrine Matters. And indeed it does. We consider a number of theologies uh, that do not allow their followers to understand the times or become watchmen on the wall. I'm going to throw this up here really quick. Yesterday, I mentioned uh, Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. That's James Cadiz is the pastor there. I absolutely love him. And it's Don Stewart, Don Stewart, Pastor Don Stewart, um, who is on there with him. And I want to tell you guys that yesterday I forgot to include it into the um, and and when I uploaded it, but you know when my internet came back on, I had to upload it really quick because I wasn't you know, having internet issues. And so, but anyways, Don Stewart, and you can also go to educatingourworld.com. I think it's Educating Our World. Anyway, and he, all of his books are for free. All of them are for free. You can download them, and they're all for free. So I thought, what? Anyway, I wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> so anyway, moving right along. So, and she goes, and I, I always say doctrine matters. If you guys go um, also to my website, BibleProphecyForToday.com, BibleProphecyForToday.com, that is the number four. Um, there's a link, and it's like a little pop-up, and I think it still has like my voices out on there. But anyway, it's got a link to my store, 
everything is like as cheap as they'll let me process it. I, I don't really have control over that, but I do have one. I have a shirt. You can get it as a mug. You can get it as whatever mouse, whatever you want, whatever you want it under. But it says Doctrine Matters. And so uh, I think it's really cool. It's like a, a lion, you know, and it says Doctrine Matters. And so um, I do have a lot of stuff like that on there if you're curious. Um, but anyway, you can go there. Um, another thing, uh, Spencer Smith, brother Spencer Smith has a YouTube channel. And where I got Doctrine Matters and everybody is from him. He's been saying this ever since I've been watching him. At least I want to say two years now I've been watching him. Uh, Spencer Smith is fantastic. Doctrine Matters. That's the big thing right now. People go to these big churches and you have these pastors that come up there and they do these stupid plays and all this garbage. And if you go to Andy Stanley's church and they're playing Stairway to Hell, I'm heaven. Yes. There. Yes, folks. I did a YouTube. Of course, my YouTube channel is taken down. But um, let me tell you, those are not churches. That is, that is not a church. He is not saved. I can tell you that right now because the Bible says you'll know them by their fruits. Now, his father... Um, Charles Stanley, wonderful man of God. The only problem I have with Charles Stanley is he will not call his son out as an apostate. That's my only problem. And Charles Stanley needs to do that. But until then, you know, his life principles Bible, I mean, I've read that growing up. Um, his book, Landmines and the Path of the Believer, completely, completely changed my view. And like, I tell you what, you know, people who don't think they have a problem with pride probably have a problem with pride. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there but way back in like 2005 or so, 2006, I do believe. I was reading this book, Land, and I was going to skip over the pride part because, oh, no, I'm not prideful. You know, I'm like, no. And then I got to reading about it. There's a lot of forms of pride. <laughs> you always think you're right. Um, all this other stuff. And so anyway, I was reading through it. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a problem with pride. <laughs> so anyway, it changed my entire view. I had to repent. Uh, and my boss at the time, his name was Sam Martinez. And I um, ended up being the best boss I ever had. And so once I read that book, it completely changed that in my relationship with him. Anyway, he passed away um, not too long after that, like 2013. But anyway, um, if you guys haven't read that, you can go pick up Charles Stanley pretty cheap right now. Uh, uh, path, Landmines and the Path of the Believer. Anyway, check that out. Sorry, went off on a tangent. You know me, I got like ADD, like whatever you guys want to call it. They didn't call that when I was a kid. <laughs> They just said, uh, your mom was like, go get a switch off the tree. That's what that was called when we were kids. <laughs> mm. That sure did cure your ADD, though. Okay, so moving right along. So this is Jim Arkell's article, and it says, um, she said, I thought I would summarize that discussion in this magazine format. She goes, please understand that not every church in a particular denomination or stream of theology holds to some of this aberrant theology. She goes, a good illustration of this is many in the assemblies of God are pushing back against kingdom now dominion theology, so prevalent in some charismatic churches today. And I'll explain in a moment. And I do want to kind of add that in here. I used to go to a church here in, uh, locally. And anyway, the pastor's son took over. And uh, they are a, a charismatic church. But they are not a kingdom now dominion theology church. I do want to throw that out there. They are charismatic. But they're not dominion now whatever. So there are some charismatic churches that do not hold to this aberrant theology. This, this false gospel. So anyway. Moving right along. So she goes, here's a short list of theologies you might want to understand, and particularly if you are looking for a new church. And she goes, I suggest you avoid any churches that embrace. We're going to go through this list, okay, folks? So if you guys are looking for a new church, you guys want to ears perked up, 
pay attention, listen to this, um, or even better, you can go to harbingersdaily.com and you can uh, actually go through it and read it. That way you'll have an idea. So anyway, numero uno is millennialism. The millennium began at the cross and we're in it now. I don't know about you guys, but it's not getting any better. <laughs> they think, I'm just throwing this into my own, they think they're going to make everything better and then Jesus is going to come back to a perfect world. I don't know what Bible they're reading, but they're not reading the Bible. And I have family members that believe in this. And boy, howdy, they can get whoo, loud about their views. So anyway, we just don't talk that. But anyway, she's going to tell us all about it. So she says, tragically, almost all major... Um, denominations embrace this today the millennium is not literal in spite of the fact that revelation 20 says it is a thousand years multiple times it's not that they deny a millennium rather they don't believe it is literal they believe that jesus is sitting on the throne of david in heaven and that this present church age is the kingdom referred to over which christ reigns to the all millennialists nothing is taken literally jesus is never going to rule from jerusalem there is no special role for modern day israel her rebirth is of no significance and the church is the new israel which is replacement theology, which is from hell, moving right along. Uh, I threw that last part in. You know, she goes, to embrace this is to call into question God's desire and or ability to keep his promises. And this opens up a host of other theological problems. For example, if God would renege on his promises to Israel after proclaiming those promises to be, quote, everlasting, unquote, how could we be sure of anything he promises, including the promises of salvation to believers in Christ. Hmm. See where we're going with this? Numero two. Dominionism, kingdom now, post-millennialism, latter reign, things just keep getting better and better. So mankind does not have the ability to, to improve a decaying sinful planet. But try to convince people who embrace any of the above theologies because they believe the church can indeed bring heaven to earth. Is this delusional? Perhaps. Jesus Christ cannot even return until we clean up the planet physically, spiritually, and politically, they teach. Folks, as I read this, this thought just came to my mind. Have you listened to the Pope? He's out there talking about all this green energy, the planet, Mother Earth, we gotta do the aliens, I'll baptize an alien, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Delusional. Hmm. Satanic. Anyway, you can see where they're all going with this, right? During the end times, which we're in right now, before Christ, oh, I didn't mean to hit that. I'm sorry, guys. Before Christ comes home or comes to take us home, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? They've got to come up with a way or a reason why all of us have been raptured off of this planet. We will not be here. Well, what, what do you think they're going to say? They're already saying it. They're already saying it. Now, have you, you remember when you were a kid and I was a kid and you young folks, Y'all probably don't remember because when y'all were kids, you know, this is already coming about, right? But when we were kids, only people that saw aliens and UFOs were in Kentucky drinking moonshine or whatever. They were like backwoods, um, non-educated, you know, people who were just, you know, drunk all the time, right? And that's what we're saying. But now... It's people um, all over the place. Now, since it's mainstream, oh, the military saying they've got them. All these people are saying, the all this stuff, right? They've been saying this. And so now, 
they're bringing it mainstream, so now it's normalized, and so they're normalizing all this stuff. Look at all the movies you've been watching in Hollywood. I haven't watched a movie in the theater in probably, I don't know, 10 years. And the last one I watched was a Christian movie. So, that'll t- I just don't watch these movies. But, Pastor Billy Crone at Sunrise Bible Church is fantastic at telling you all this stuff because he is fantastic at telling all this stuff. So, go to getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com, and he will tell you all about it. But they have been programming people, just like we were talking about earlier, programming people of stuff. Now, we have Neuralink going on. You got Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. They have another company. They're competing uh, with uh, Elon Musk to come up with this first. What do you think all this is going? Look at the movies of the past of Hollywood. And they've been trying to normalize this to people so that people will understand, like, oh, this is normal. It's kind of like, you know, with the jab that everybody got. People are dropping dead all over the world but they're trying to say, oh, this has always happened. Really? No, it has not always happened. Folks, it is a giant deception. It is a giant deception. And God said, Jesus said numerous times in the end times, be ye not deceived. And then God said that it's going to be so strong that even the elect would be deceived if it wasn't for Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Boom, people. Just throwing that out there. Anyways, I don't know why I talked about that. I go on tangents. But anyway, that's what I feel the Lord was telling me to say. So, back to the article. (laughs) So, they commanded Genesis 1.28 to take dominion over all things has nothing to do with creating perfection on a stained planet. We cannot bring heaven down to earth even though this is the message that is screaming at those who visit the website of Bethel Church in Redding, California. That is a satanic cult. Sorry, I throw that in. Anyway, the Bible says everything will deteriorate as we move further into the end times. And apostasy will rage in the church. The love of many will grow cold. That's Matthew 24, 12. People will primarily focus on self and money. 2 Timothy 3. Remember, you know. Anyway, it's all happening. Me, myself, and I. And selfies, selfies, selfies. And all this garbage and trash and it's all about you. Even these new churches. Even people going to church. Got coffee. Yellow coffee shops. Got comfy couches. The worship music. It's all about me. It's not about God. It's all about me. Have you listened to the words? No mention of Jesus. No mention of God. Oh, you know, when he says him, that's what we mean. Really? Have you listened to the words? No. It is all about you. It's not about God. Just tell me if I'm wrong. Just tell me. Prove me wrong. A lot of these large churches prove me wrong. Anyway. We got gold dust falling. Oh my gosh, it's gold dust and feathers. and It's ridiculous. It's like a dog and pony show. Anyway, sorry. It angers me. It angers me, you know, and it should anger you too that they make a mockery of God like this. A holy, righteous, judging God. You gotta think about it. Anyway, moving right along. Anyway, she goes, many, but certainly not all, Pentecostals embrace one of these similar theologies. Thanks to the church, Things will keep getting better. Glory days are ahead. Instead, society was so declined that a, quote, man with a plan, unquote, known as the Antichrist, will have to set up or step up to the plate and try to save everything. Mm. Kind of see all this kind of moving towards that right now, don't you? It's happening. You got AI, artificial technology. You got all this stuff. You know, oh, folks, it's moving there. It's moving there quickly. Anyway, she goes on to say, these theologies are not really interested in the nation of Israel as their single focus is using the church to perfect the world. Those caught up in any of these belief systems will never be able to understand the times. Number three, 
Preterism. It already happened, and who knew? <laughs> this is one of the strangest theologies ever. All prophecy is history. It happened in 70 AD. The tribulation was the sacking of Rome, and Nero rose the Antichrist. There's no relevance to the rebirth of modern Israel. Some branches of preterism even believe Christ returned in spirit in 70 AD, and that's it. It's all over. Uh, Perial preterists would believe in a second coming. Two prominent preterists include Hank Hanegraaff and R.C. Sproul. Hanegraaff has misled millions who listen to his call and radio program. He seems to constantly be at war with popular dispensationalists like Dr. Tim LaHaye and Hal Lindsey. His belief system causes him to make inflammatory remarks that come close to anti-Semitism. No preterist can possibly understand our crazy days. Of course, R.C. Sproul has gone on to be with the Lord. But if you want to see more of R.C. Sproul's views, you can watch him. Him and Dr. Uh, John MacArthur um, you, and, and, you know, usually meet. And they had a lot of round tables and stuff like that. You guys can watch him on YouTube. I love R.C. Sproul. Don't get me wrong. I really do. He's got, I got his books. I've got, you know, but I don't partake in that part of what he believes. He believes this all happened. I don't believe that. Uh, Dr. John MacArthur does not believe that. Dr. John MacArthur is a uh, uh, premillennialist, like we all are, like we think the rapture is going to happen, God's going to take us out, and then boom, all this, and we do believe in a literal, literal thousand years. And so, but to listen to them talk, and, um, you know, it's the Legionnaire conferences, if you guys want to go and check that out. And so, anyway, um, it's really interesting to listen to them, you know, talk their points. But anyway, um, and, you know, John MacArthur is a Calvinist. I'm not a Calvinist, but he's fantastic at... Uh, you know, breaking down the Bible and his study Bibles are magnificent. We, not everybody's going to agree on everything. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, some things are so far out of bounds that you've got to, got to step away and then look at what's really going on. And so, you know, pray about it. But, oops, sorry about that. My, dog, my, my phone's going off there. So anyway, number four, it says reform theology, the rapture. What's that? There are many popular teachers today who embrace Reformed theology, but very few of them will be able to make sense of our times. Reformed scholar Dr. John Piper says the promises made to Abraham, including the promise of the land, will be inherited as an everlasting gift only by true spiritual Israel, not disobedient, unbelieving Israel. So it goes on to say, Reformed blogger Tim Chalice says he rejects the concept of the rapture and says he will always hold to the fact that Satan is bound right now, so he will cling to his all-millennialism. There is no coming millennial kingdom, he says. If you guys listen to Tim Chalice, get away from him. Get away from him. Get away. Anyway, so the Reformers got a lot of things right, but they collectively got eschatology, Bible prophecy, very wrong. Some 10 years ago, Dr. John MacArthur scolded his Reformed brethren at his annual conference and asked them if they had ever met a Hittite. He reminded them that today there are several million Israelites, and please adjust your glasses to see that this has huge significance for the believer trying to understand the times. Without MacArthur's perspective, nobody embracing Reformed theology will properly understand our times. So, yes. So, number five, premillennial dispensationalism, the truth. This is what we believe. This is what I believe. This is what the Bible teaches. So it says, though it's mocked and scorned, it is the biblical truth and the only theology that will allow you to understand the times, contend for the faith, and become a watchman on the wall. Some just call it the left behind theology. Based on Tim LaHaye's book series of 15 to 20 years ago. If you haven't read that series, folks, go read it. It's amazing. I remember reading it when I was young. And back then, you had to wait like 
an entire year before that next book came. It's not like today when they can send the manuscript and the book's printed within like, you know, weeks or like what? Not then. Not then, folks. We had to wait for it. Then anyway, it's a wonderful series. If you guys get a chance to read that series, please, please get that series. It'll, it'll, um, it'll be like, wow, even watch the movies, you know, whichever. But anyway, um, so this is what we're talking about right now. And so, these are the things that are happening, and you can tell that Satan's is very opposed. But if you read your Bible, the Bible doesn't say there's going to be huge numbers of people right during the church age. There's, there's going to be a remnant of believers, is what it says, a remnant. And I don't know about you, and you're talking about fabric. Remnant is a very small piece, not a large, huge, you know, piece, you know, but a remnant. I have a book out called The Remnant Believers. You guys can go check that out, Remnant Believers and um the remnant church let me see if i can pull that up real quick um but yeah so you know people they think that there's going to be all these people saved now i'm now during the tribulation there's going to be millions of people saved millions because they're gonna they're gonna realize what's going on you know a lot of people don't know you know that they they just think everybody's gonna take the mark and that you know there's gonna be no no way to ever get out of that. No, there's not. There's gonna be millions of people during the tribulation saved. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. They've had friends that were Christians. They've had mamas and dads and grandmamas and all this stuff. They would know. And their family who are Christians will be gone. Then they're gonna realize, oh man, this is this is you know what I mean. This is what happened. And so that's why it's so important to um leave books out in bibles and like write out stuff if you can if you can't get the books write it out tell them this is what's going to happen read these chapters and this you know what i mean then they're going to know when they start reading it if they have not hardened their heart to the lord jesus christ then there is hope for them there is hope for them after we have been raptured but if they have hardened their heart to cross there won't be any hope because god himself will give them a delusion and they will not will not come to the truth because they have made their decision already and so there'll be no hope for them so pray for your loved ones pray for the ones who are lost keep praying that jesus christ will save them just keep praying but anyway it is called the remnant believers and my name is heather o'daniel and if you have if you guys have kindle unlimited it's free to read it's free to read you can read it for free on kindle unlimited um, but if not, it's $3.77 for the paperback. So, like I said, I don't write these books um, to make a living off of. I just write the books to try to get the truth out that I think the Lord has told me about. So, anyway, so we're going to move right along. So, we'll go back. So, and it is mocked, folks. The Bible says that in the end times, we will be mocked. It's, remember, it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of coming of man. And it talks about us being mocked in the end days because we believe that Christ is coming. Where has he been for centuries of old? It's all gone just like it has now. Like they'll make fun of us like they are now. And who are they making fun of? They're not making fun of the all millennialists. They're not making fun of any of these other people. They're making fun of and mocking the premillennial dispensationalism, which you know what that means, right? That they are fulfilling Bible prophecy themselves by mocking us. So I just want to throw that out there. But anyway, so moving around along, she says, the key word here is literal. It teaches a literal rapture, a literal tribulation, a literal antichrist, and a literal millennium. I threw in literal before those, but yeah. So it says, it fully understands the important role of Israel in her miraculous rebirth in 1948. It predicts that the church right before the rapture will be Laodicea, riddled with heresy. It does not promote an end-time revival other than during the tribulation, at which time untold millions will come to salvation through the 144,000 Jewish evangelists and the two witnesses. 
Jesus Christ will return at the second coming to save mankind and to save the earth. He will install 1,000 years of perfect judgment. This will be followed by the new heavens and the new earth. And so she says, in conclusion, because space is limited, she said, I had to limit this discussion. She goes, but I hope this helps. If you are church shopping, all of these issues are relevant for you. Today, many churches and denominations will lead you astray thanks to these flawed theologies. Thankful there are some who refuse to buckle to false theology and reject the aberrant having a love for the truth. May their number increase. Our times will continue to get crazier and people will desperately search for some answers. But because so few churches actually embrace theological truths, the sheep just wander from church to church trying to find one that will help them cope during these last days. Guys, I do want to throw this up there. If you're looking for a church, say you're in England or, the, or, or you know, Sweden or who knows, Switzerland, you say you're in the UK, whatever, UK, you're, I don't know where you're at, you know, Australia, wherever, and you cannot find a Bible-believing eschatology correct church, you can't find one. I want you to go to getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com, and check out Pastor Billy Crone. You can send them an email, and they will send you resources, and you can have a church in your home. Just like when it started, Christianity didn't start big, elaborate churches with coffee shops and all this other stuff. No, it started in homes, in people's homes with small groups. And I think in the end times, that's where we're going back to. I think that's where we end up being, especially during COVID. That's what we had to do during COVID. And I think that's where it's going to eventually go because the world hates Christianity. Jesus Christ said, if it hated me, it'll hate you too. And it has. He says, we are in this world as Christians, but we are not of this world. So we are in this world, but we are not of this world, Jesus said. And he's going to take us home. And so I want to give you that little bit of encouragement today, folks. And so um, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and upload this to my Podbean, which will be you know sent out to everything. And so it's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to edit it. Um, I don't have a whole lot of time to edit right now. Um, like I said, nobody wants to work. And so we're all, uh, just myself and one other worker are um, working. We're doing all the work. And he um, can't work like his days off. And so I'll work his days off too. So I'll pull doubles on his days off. So anyway, he is like 72 years old. And he's a pastor. So he does preach on Sunday. And uh, anyway, he's a great guy. Uh, his name is Johnny. And uh, he lost his wife of, a long time uh, back in March. And so he's still going through the grieving process. Uh, and it is a process. If you're in grieving right now, it's a process. You know, there's there's no right or wrong way. You don't just run through it. Like whatever people will try to tell you, don't listen to them. It's a process. So anyway, if you'll keep him in prayer, I'd appreciate that. Him and Sean. Him and Sean both. I'd appreciate that. I'm sure they would too. So guys, I'm going to get off here. But remember Galatians 4.4. 4, uh, five, six, and seven today. We are adopted sons and daughters, and we can cry out to our father, our Abba Father, which is Daddy Father. So that should bring you guys some comfort today and some encouragement, even more encouragement to know that we are living in these end days. And so gonna, let's just roll back up here real quick. I got a little bit of time here. So, uh, Second Timothy chapter. Three, and I just pay a little attention to this, guys, and you're going to be like, whoo, tell me if this is not what we live in right now. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. 
Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Folks, that is the King Jimmy version. That's King James. That is the King James version. Let's pull up the Holman Christian Standard version. Now, don't go to the new CSV, but if you want to really know good stuff, go to the old HCSV. And you got to get that on eBay because you ain't going to find that in print no more. All their good stuff. So, difficult times ahead. He said, or they say, this is this translation. It says, but know this, difficult times will come in the last days. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanders, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of godliness but denying its power. Avoid these people. Folks, it's always good. Um, to read different translations. Good translations don't go off some passion of the Christ crap. That's garbage. That is garbage. Or the message garbage. Don't. Those are paraphrased. Don't. Those are those own people's thoughts. Don't do that. Go, stick to the good stuff. <laughs> if you got questions about it, you can go to gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org. And you can top in any um, d- uh, any translation that you want. They're going to tell you the good, bad, and the ugly about that translation. And so, let's go... Let's look at the New King. Now, after doing a bunch of research, I, the New King James is my go-to study version. That's my go-to study. Um, just reading, I do like the New Century version, um, and I'll read that right now because um, the NCV is out of print. By the way, if you want that, you got to go to eBay or somewhere else to get it. It is out of print. But for people who don't speak English, you know, who you know this or not, you know, like from other countries or to say you want an easy reading version that still sticks to you know pretty much the truth it doesn't throw in other stuff in there this is a good version i like it. it says remember this in the last days there will be many troubles because people will love themselves love money brag and be proud they will say evil things against each other and will not obey their parents or be thankful or be the kind of people god wants they will not love others will refuse to forgive will gossip and will not control themselves they will be cruel will hate what is good will turn against their friends and will do foolish things without thinking. They will be conceited, will love pleasure instead of God, and will act as if they serve God, but will not have his power. Stay away from these people. So, as you can tell when you read different translations, you kind of get a better understanding of things. And so, anyway, I like the NASB too, but I'm not too fond of the NASB anymore. I did not know that the NASB is actually um, okay with the Catholic Church. So, if anything is okay with the Catholic Church, I think there's something wrong. <laughs> that automatically sounds off alarm bells for me. So, eh, don't really recommend the NASB anymore, I don't think. But uh, there's a lot of good translations out there. Don't listen to me. Anyway, uh, go to GodQuestions.org and you'll learn all about that if you got questions. Any questions you can have, you can pretty much go to GodQuestions.org and they'll have an answer for you. And they're very doctrinally sound. They're theologically sound and correct there, too. That's what I like about them. But anyway, guys, you want to check out Jan Markell's radio program. It is up today. It is Friday, so it'll be on. You can check her out on YouTube and Rumble as well. If you do go to YouTube, please make sure that you have the one with the 100 and something thousand subscribers, not the other ones, because they're trying to cheat people out of money and ask for donations. She will never, ever, ever ask you for a donation. But anyway, if you feel led to donate to her ministry, do that because she is fantastic anyway 
So with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And as always, get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Oh, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate you guys. And like I said, shoot me an email. Go to my website. You can shoot me an email from there. And if not, you can go to Bible Prophecy. Uh, the number four today at outlook.com and you can shoot me an email from there too as well. I would love to hear from you guys. Anyway, I want to thank everybody who's um, bought books and all this stuff over the last year in the last month. I really do. Um, I really do pray that God will use that to, um, you know, either convict you or that he will use that to you know, bring you to him or, you know, he can use that uh, to just be an encouragement to you guys in the, in the spirit. And so anyway, with that, I really am going to get off again. Taxes, we got to say bye at least three times. So anyway, uh, with that guys, um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he protect you and encourage you and give you boldness during these times in Jesus Christ's name. I pray. Amen.